And at the beginning, you know, I mean, even just four years ago, content was so different. Um, it, there was, there certainly was video, but it was not as video heavy as it, was, as it is now. This is Stay Paid, a sales and marketing podcast on a mission to help you close more deals and retain more business. Welcome to another episode of Stay Paid. I'm Joshua Stike along with Luke Acre. And before we bring our guest on today, we'd love it if you take a minute to subscribe to Stay Paid on Apple Podcasts or Spotify if you're not already subscribed. And while you're there, drop us a review. We'll read it here on the show. This week's review actually is a YouTube comment. So this didn't come from Apple Podcasts. This actually came from YouTube, but it was the Jared James episode. I don't know if you remember yeah. that episode, the two-finger follow-up system, yeah, right? I remember that. When yeah. following up, you had to get the thumbs up or- Or the other middle the finger, other finger that we know. This so person well. commented, wow, found this after learning about Reminder Media online. Always looking to enhance what I listen to and how I spend the time. Love the openness and candid conversation. Glad you all do this. Thanks. That came from MGA. You can also check Reminder Media and stay paid out on YouTube, youtube.com slash Reminder Media. Go ahead and make sure that you are subscribed there. We're coming up on almost a million views on our videos. That's pretty exciting on Reminder Media. Let's go. Our guest today is Chad Vaughn. He's a real estate agent out of Orlando, Florida. He's a married father to two girls and one cat, as he points out in his (laughs) bio. And he's in his fourth year of real estate. We're going to let Chad tell his full story here, but we wanted to have him on because of the success that he's been having on Instagram right now and how that's translated to deals. More importantly, he started building his Instagram while he was in his license prep classes. Talk about a go-getter. Some of his very first deals and a lot of his current business traces directly to that organic Instagram content today. Chad, welcome (laughs) to Stay Paid. Thanks for coming on. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Chad, man, I really appreciate you coming on the show. We got connected, I think, through Instagram is how we got connected. Mm -hmm. Um, And I started following you, um, and I just started watching your reels. And I eventually just got to the point, I was like, okay, we got to have this guy on the show because the amount of consistency and great content, like it's easy to, I shouldn't say that. It's not easy to be consistent in anything, It's not easy. but it's a lot easier to be consistent with like bad content, <laughs> but to be consistent with good content is super hard. And I think you do it extremely well. So I want to pick your brain and try to get some advice, even for myself on how to put out good reels and what you do in your hacks. Before we jump into that, could you though share with the audience? It's kind of the Cliff Notes version of your journey so far in real estate. What got you into real estate? Lead us up to today. Sure. I think like most real estate agents, I lived a lot of different professional lives before getting my license. And you know, getting my license getting my license was something that I wanted to do for years, but I always I, I don't know. Some, I talked myself out of it. I feel like I kind of always knew that it was the right path, but I was afraid that I wouldn't make it. I don't know. And so I kept I just kept talking myself out of getting it. So um, a couple of years ago, my wife finally told me, she's like, if you don't go get your license, I'm going to go get my license. <laughs> one, of, one of us is going to get licensed. So I said, yes, ma'am. And I went and got my license. Um, and at the time, you know, I'm, I was working full time, married, two kids, didn't have the cat yet. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I wasn't really in a position where I felt comfortable leaving my job. You know, I still had a mortgage to pay, still had bills. And, yeah. you know, it would have been, I would have loved to have been, you know, full gorilla full time, you know, right off the bat, but I just wasn't there. So, um, I knew that immediately that social media was going to be my ticket because there was no other way that I could get in front of effectively an infinite amount of people while I was still working, while I was on my lunch break or a coffee break or whatever, I could get a post in. Um, and so in me, from 
day, you know, day like negative 60 is when I really started building my Instagram because I knew that was going to be the way uh, for me. So from then, you know, my first couple of deals, like you said, they were through Instagram uh, and still today, a vast majority of my business comes through Instagram, whether it's people in my life you know, fear that I, I'm not, frankly, I'm not picking up the phone to call them to check in on them and, you know, see how I can help them. But they see me on social media. And I think it's because of the consistency there, there's, there's no questioning what I do. So yeah. for people that follow me, I'm synonymous here uh, with real estate. And that's the goal. Well, walk well, through that, that early content, like you were creating videos and building your Instagram while you were still getting your license. How did that ultimately mm -hmm. translate to the deal? Cause I think people are always very interested if they're not seeing immediate success from Instagram and from content, from an organic standpoint, everyone thinks you have to spend a ton of money on, on advertising to generate mm -hmm. the leads. What kind of content were you doing and how did those first few deals actually come in? Well, the first content was terrible. Like when I go back, <laughs> and look at it, I'm like, this is awful, <laughs> you know, but the point was what I was doing is I was taking information that I was seeing, whether it was through articles, you know, as soon as you get your license, you start getting a thousand emails a day with different blogs and articles and information. So I would take some of that and I would synthesize it into something consumable and helpful for somebody that was buying or selling or thinking about real estate. And I would take, take that and produce content around that. And at the beginning, you know, I mean, even just four years ago, content was so different. Um, it, there was, there was certainly was video, but it was not as video heavy as it was, as it is now. So at the time I really wasn't producing videos. I was, a lot of it was terrible graphics um, or just a static post or whatever. Um, but a lot of those initial, um, the first several clients that I had, they were folks that responded to me like through an Instagram poll. Um, so I was providing some sort of an information. I didn't have any firsthand knowledge or experience. I wasn't showing, you know, the houses I was selling because I didn't have it. I didn't have testimonials, but I was able to provide information and then I would ask a simple question, you know, people, were they, were they in their dream house right now? Were they looking to buy or sell? Would they like a market report or whatever? And people that would respond, yes, you know, for me, that's, that's doors wide open. I'm ready to have the conversation. You've, you've allowed me to message you now and have that conversation. You, is that so, what you would do? You would go through people that said yes and actually DM them. What would you DM them? hundred um, percent. I mean, it depends depend on the question. So if it was, you know, are they in their dream home now? You know, but start with a conversation of, you know, what does your dream home look like? Where, where are you looking to buy? Like, are you looking to buy in the next six to 12 months, I would always, you know, try to carry on a conversation as much as possible um, and then find a way to transition it into email or phone call or to collect some sort of information so we can continue the conversation. That's so good. Um, and I think that was always looking for a value add if they were a homeowner is can I, can I email you over a home valuation or a market report for your zip code just so you can keep aware, you know, not trying to sell the home, but just as a, as a homeowner, it'd be responsible for you to understand what's happening in your neighborhood. Would you like a, a monthly report? Yeah. For everyone listening, um, because Instagram features and things that work on social media change so much. What worked four <laughs> years ago doesn't work today. Do polls still work today? Do you still do polls like that that generate leads? Are you seeing other people do that? Or is there a new thing that's kind of taken over a way to get the engagement? Yeah, I've done polls. Um, 
since the link, um, the link just, <laughs> they made the link available for everybody just after I got to 10,000. <laughs> 10, we, we know, we know so the feeling. <laughs> <laughs> just, just right there. Uh, but the link has been great. I've been able to link, um, you know, if I use the homebot, yeah. so there's, uh, I link that sometimes, um, I link to different portions parts on my website and then, um, I've even put to, to drop like an email address. Yeah. Um, so I've had people do that as well. So they all work, you know, I don't, I think that never is there like an influx of a ton of attention, right. but it's, it's a slow constant trickle. Um, it's not something that I do very regularly, nor do I think that it should be done regularly, but I think we have to give people an opportunity to raise their hand and indicate interest. Yeah. Um, and once they've done that, that's the green light to continue the conversation. That's super good. Actually, I think, it, you know, you mentioned HomeBot. I was going to mention them too. Mm-hmm. It's like, I think they do a great job of giving real estate agents a, a way for them to share with consumers the value of their home on an ongoing basis. I think a great poll that everybody could run right now, you could almost do it two different ways. You could do a post or a story that basically goes, you know, I'm curious how many of the people that follow me know the value of their home. Do you know the value mm-hmm. of your home? Yes or no. And anybody who says no, obviously you can reach out to them and, or anybody who says yes. Hey, I'd love to know what you think it is. Cause I'd love to compare it to my stats and what I have for you type idea. And then the other is doing kind of a playing off this game that like everybody is sitting on so much equity. I don't know. You're, where are you at? You're Orlando. Mm-hmm. Orlando, yeah. Orlando. So I don't know if Orlando's market is as crazy as everybody else's. I'm sure it is. Where every, yeah, like homes have gone up 58,000 and our equity has mm-hmm. gone up 58,000, like on average, doing something like that where you're posting, you know, doing a reel or doing something around, you know, hey, you've added 58,000 to your equity on average if you're an American homeowner. Do you know how much equity you have? You know, and getting people just to respond and raise their hand. I would love for you to talk a little bit about real specifically, because one of the things that I'm just blown away with is your just ability to produce consistent, good content. You mentioned that you pull off articles. Like, how do you go about structuring your reels? Like, I would love to know just everything about how you come up with ideas to how many you do a week to do you do them all in one day? Do you do them daily? Just give us kind of your walkthrough of that. I'd love to say that I'm a bachelor and I'm a planner, but I'm really not. Um, everything is almost off the cuff. Um, I don't really plan a whole lot in advance. Um, I do take you know, the first like hour or so of my day, I spend pretty focused on social media. Um, and part of that is scrolling through reels because I want to see what is trending, what's going on. You know, there's a lot of uh, influencer accounts that basically like teach you how to do reels and show you what is trending. So a lot of those are really good resources for uh, finding ideas for content. So I like, I like to get ideas not just from other real estate agents, but people that are outside of real estate. Do you have a favorite um, there? It's okay if you don't. I'd love to know any, we can maybe link to them after the show if you could send them to us, but do you have any favorites that you follow? Yeah, Brock Johnson is Brock one of the Johnson. ones uh, okay. that I like a lot. Okay. Um, I like a lot of the content he posts. Um, he does a lot of dancing, which I will not be doing in any of my reels, John, <laughs> nor have I ever, which is for the for, for everybody's best interest. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a great point. So many people yeah. think for reels and TikTok. I mean, I, we kind of had this naivety in the beginning with TikTok is that you have to dance. We don't know how to dance. Yeah. Right. <laughs> hey, speak well, for yourself. Was, I'm a great not, dancer. I, oh, no, I'm just kidding. Not pretty well. I, I, sure <laughs> I It took me a long time to start doing reels for that reason too. It's like, I just don't understand like 
this is dumb. Like these are stupid videos or like <laughs> pointing and dancing. Like I just, I don't, I don't get it. And I don't understand how that translates. Um, but the reality is for me, that was just, that was me looking at it. Like I, I feel insecure mm. creating this type of content and I don't know how to do this in a way that I don't feel stupid. Um, and frankly, sometimes I do feel stupid, but <laughs> the point is not about how I feel about it, but it's about doing it every day because to, to rewind it all the way back, when I started on social media, I made a decision that this was how I was going to, this was going to be the cornerstone of my business. And as such, I didn't give myself the opportunity and I still don't give myself the opportunity to, to turn that off. Mm. I don't get to not show up to the office. That's my office. That's my, that's my <laughs> open for business sign. And if I'm not doing that, then I'm not doing my job. That wow. is how I generate business. That's how I market. Uh, because the other side of that too is there's so many ways to generate business, um, cold calls and door knocking, they're effective and they work, but they're not for me. Mm. I don't do them. I never have. This is, this is how I do that. So I take that, I take it really seriously. Um, you know, so in terms of how much I create, I, I don't really view it as any other option, but to do it. Um, so I look at it like I don't, I don't batch. I generally do them one at a time, maybe two at a time if I'm feeling quite productive, but, uh, that's not generally the case. Um, I do four to five a week at least. Um, I, I try to every Monday through Friday to have one up. Um, sometimes that doesn't happen and that's not, not the end of the world. I'll try to make one up over the weekend. Um, but yeah, try to do it you know, at least four or five times a week. Do you want a larger presence on social media? Of course you do, because that's where your audience is. Check out Reminder Media's newest product, Branded Posts, specially designed to increase your presence on social media without increasing your effort. Choose from thousands of already written blog posts on topics your clients care about, like real estate, travel, and recipes. And the best part is, these are branded with your photo and contact information and ready to be shared. Plus, every two weeks, we'll send to your list of contacts a personally branded email newsletter filled with recipe stories and ideas that they will love to get. Visit ReminderMedia.com slash posts to see our newest digital product and start dominating your social media. That's ReminderMedia.com slash posts. Take action on this today. Now, when you think about your content, um, like, do you stick to real estate specifically? How do you think about content and content ideas and where you pull from? Yeah, I generally just about everything I've done is real estate specific. There's a few things that are not, um, but I realize that people that have chosen to follow me are generally following me because of real estate stuff. <laughs> so I do want to stay pretty much on topic there in terms of the real. Um, and then thinking of things that are not only helpful, but shareable and um, somewhat evergreen in a way, you know, a lot of the trending stuff is not, um, but in terms of the, the, content and the, you know, within the caption, I want to make that stuff something that's uh, helpful um, for a while. How long does it take you to usually do one reel? <laughs> Most of my stuff is super unfancy. Uh, it's just me in front of the camera. So usually maybe 10 to 30 minutes at the most if nice. I'm doing a lot of like transitions, but they're generally pretty, pretty simple. And at first it did take me a longer time, but I think just like with anything, once you get used to doing it, it's, um, it's not as big of a deal as 
I saw make a funny, it I saw a funny TikTok where it was like, of course, it was using a trending audio and it said like realizing mm-hmm. that after spending five or six hours producing the best video and then finding out that just using a trending audio yeah. <laughs> takes about 30 seconds and gets the roller the hundred times the, the better. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, and I think that there's actually truth to that, you know, like kind of that raw stuff. Like I, none of my stuff is produced. None of it. Everything is on my phone. Nothing is, nothing is fancy. Mm. Um, because I, and not that there's anything wrong with that, but it's just, it's, I wear a t-shirt every day. Nothing is, nothing is fancy about how I operate or how I do things. Nothing is glossy. So, um, I don't want to give off an image that is not accurate to what I actually do, you know, mm-hmm. um, not to say that I don't do my job well, but there's, you know, it's just how I am. I'm simple. Um, what has been the biggest so, contributor as, <clears throat> as you're seeing like your reach and you like, I'm sure you look at your reels and stuff and the results just like we do. Mm-hmm. And you, you kind of analyze, mm-hmm. all right, why did this work type of thing? What have you seen is producing the most engagement? Is it the trending mm-hmm. audios? Is it the trend? Is it using a transition that some people are, are, are trending right now? Is it, is it um, uh, using hashtags? Like, what are you seeing actually <laughs> impacting it? I've played with not with doing hashtags and not. Um, honestly, I had there was no difference um, <laughs> between when I used them and when I didn't. Um, so I think I'm I'm leaning more towards just not using them anymore. And I think too when when you have a lot of text in the caption, I think that does the heavy lifting of what we think that a hashtag actually does. Um, but I, I honestly, there's really no rhyme or reason in my opinion. I think that the things that creates a lot of engagement, anytime I see the market's not crashing back, <laughs> everybody gets very tweaked about that. Um, so that is it's like clockwork. Um, but some of the ones that have done the best are the ones that are very off the cuff that are, there's nothing, there's not a whole, a whole lot of planning or forethought um, mm. into it. It's just kind of very raw. I think the actual, the CEO of Instagram said that hashtags don't have any impact on how the content could serve. They're basically there just to teach the computers what the video is. That's exactly right. Yeah. I just, I just saw that video. I think it was like in the last week or two that he was saying that, that it doesn't affect your reach. It teaches the algorithm. Right. So if, if you have text in the video, you know, the algorithm is, Instagram is reading that and analyzing that and also the caption. So if you're being descriptive there, um, then I think that that's, that's doing that. That's a great point. I don't think a lot of people think about the caption of making it descriptive from a search standpoint and Mm -hmm. trying to use not blatant, you know, but trying to use search descriptive, you know, things in your caption. I don't normally. Well, apparently like you can look at what the algorithm thinks your photo is. I watched a video where they, they like were able to screen grab it. And I think it's, so if you don't on a desktop, like there's a split second where the text, the metadata of the image loads and it's doing uh, what Chad's saying, where it's like, it's actually looking at the words. If you've got something on your shirt, it's reading those words on your shirt and putting that into the meta description. So wow. you want to use your hashtags, I guess, to describe, be descriptive of the video. And then I think the captions and the other text is what's really helping um, other users be able to find what that video is Do you is about. try to always write long captions or no? Well, I play with, I play with both. Because I, I think that with, it's funny with Instagram, you can find you can find the answer that you're looking for based on what you're looking for. Some people will say, keep it super short. Some yeah, people I know, say, man. keep it super yep. long. So I've seen, I've seen it go both ways. Um, I've, I've played with both. Um, and I think that for me, it's important that there's the variety in it too, because I'm, there's, there's, you're speaking to so many people, even if you're speaking singularly, um, that 
different people receive things in different ways. Some people want high information. Some people just want a quick little laugh and to go on with their day. So try to try to keep it, uh, keep it bright. And it's also like one of the most powerful things for me in understanding social is that everybody's in a different framework or a different context at a different time. So like Josh might wake up today, super happy. I might wake up today depressed just by what's going on in my life. That then it's in and of itself affects how I receive content. And so it's just like, you cannot overthink it. You just got to be in that consistency of putting it out over and over again, staying in your lane of where your passion is, where your authenticity is, and realize that you're going to hit somebody at a certain time based upon their interest and where they're at. And the example I've used before is this kid named Mason. Um, He puts out really high quality content like yourself. Uh, He's an agent down in Texas and I don't really watch any of his stuff. I just look at it, I go, oh, that's really high quality. And he's doing things on real estate. But he literally did a video one time that talked about want to pay no taxes uh, through real estate or whatever. And taxes, I w- had just been dealing with the pain point in it of these investment properties I'm doing in flips. And guess what? Because in my context of my life, in my pain points that are going on, and he had a caption on it, he's produced so many other videos. I watched that video because it drew me in. And that's what you got to realize that there's going to be one or two people today that see the real, maybe more, but it literally is spot on for where they're at in their journey. And that can turn into the deal. And in real estate, I mean, what's an average commission for you in real estate where you're at in Orlando? Oh, gosh, Uh, that depends. Several thousand, couple thousand dollars yeah. for sure. So <laughs> yeah, think about it that way. Like literally you just need one or two people a day and it could turn into right. a couple thousand dollars. It's unbelievable, right? So it's just, well, I think we get, get caught up. On, like, oh, I don't have hundreds or thousands of right. views or this one's performing, you know, lower. And it's, you know, like I tell my sellers, like at the end of the day, yeah, we want a lot of people to come to the open house or come see the property. But at the end of the day, we only need one. Yep. <laughs> you know, we don't, we don't need a thousand buyers. That's not the point. And so it's the same thing, you know, with the content. Yeah, of course we want a higher reach, but at the end of the day, if you're reaching 30 people, it's probably 30 more people than you were going to be presenting to anyway today, or that you were going to pick up the phone and call or door knock. So is that not still a victory? And I think, for me, it's 100% yes. Yeah. Some do well, some don't. But at the end of the day, you're still getting your message out to people. And for some people, it's going to hit them at the right spot at the right time. And I think one of the hardest things with social, at least for myself, is realizing you've got to come from a place of contribution, mm-hmm. not a place of driving engagement in the metrics. Mm-hmm. And if you come from that place of contribution and value, then the metrics and stuff like that will follow, Mm -hmm. you know, based upon that target audience. If you have a really niche target audience, it's going to be a niche, you know, metrics that you're going to get, but it is what it is. But coming from that place of contribution where it's like, I'm sharing this because I just, I'm thinking about the audience and everything I do from the standpoint of, am I giving value to them? Not, am I getting something from this or where is this going to lead? Now that's not to say you shouldn't have the overall vision of you ultimately want it to grow your business, but it means you shouldn't have to make every single piece lead to a direct response where someone raises their hand and subscribes or someone raises their hand and wants to buy from you. It can't. And I think that's a a balance that people are trapped. I should say that people fall into and they don't walk that balance very well. They try to make everything a direct response lead and it just doesn't work that way. 
people know how to get in touch with you if they want to. Right. <laughs> you know? People are not stupid. They can click on your name. If they want to get in touch with you, they will. So yeah, you need the calls to action here and there. You need the opportunity to raise the hand. You, those things are important. But at the end of the day, if somebody wants to work with you, they will. They will find you. Um, have you started on this on TikTok too? Or are you just doing Instagram reels? So bad. No, I haven't really started. I, okay, that's your that's your that. action item, Chad. You got to get on TikTok. <laughs> All your that. stuff would be phenomenal on TikTok. It's like exactly. Well, see, I, I I do TikTok. Uh, well, I should say I very lazily do TikTok. I throw a, a couple of my reels. I've thrown on there, um, and yes, definitely, definitely somewhere I need to focus on. But you know, to your point of consistency, I'm like I'm on my own. You know, yep. uh, there's there's nobody else. So I, I look at it, um, in the sense of like, I want to do this really, really well. And I want to be really, really consistent. I love um, that. so I, I, TikTok kind of gives my sloppy seconds to be honest with you. It is terrible. <laughs> I shouldn't, I should be creating content specifically for TikTok. But right now in my Instagram reels, that's where but there's I'm a getting go- in front of. There's a golden nugget in there. Like the golden mm-hmm. nugget to me is like, look, you should be on every platform that you can commit to and mm, do consistently yeah. and do well. And don't be ashamed of avoiding the other ones. Although you should always challenge yourself to grow. So when you free up and you have that ability, right from a motivation standpoint, a commitment standpoint, you can jump there. But that the your golden nugget of you decided early on, you were going to build your business around the cornerstone of social media, which made it like, Hey, you don't not make your cold calls. If cold calls is what generates the leads for you. You don't not door knock. If door knock is what generates the leads from you. You don't not post on social. If that's the cornerstone of your business, you're committed to it. And so you've decided that to be Instagram. And I mean, it got us to reach out to you because I kept seeing your stuff and it just was so blown away that consistency, the views you were getting, how you've grown organically. I was just like, man, I could not learn so much from this guy. It's crazy. (laughs) Um, So I I love to ask you, because we ask everybody who comes on the show, right? Of, you know, in success, we find that successful people tend to have things they do in their life routine wise. Um, and I would love to ask you, do you have any routines? Do you have anything you look back on and you go, man, I do this and this has really driven success for me, both in business, but also in life in general. Yeah. So, I mean, every day I don't have, um, like a morning routine per se, but every morning is exercise, uh, Monday through Friday. Um, unless something particularly is catching me off guard, but Monday through Friday is exercise. And then honestly, one of the things that I did change was actually slowing down a little bit in the morning. Um, and while my wife and kids are at home kind of getting ready for school is to pause myself and be a part of that process. Mm-hmm. So to spend a little bit more time with them, because at the end of the day, that's what we're doing it for. Right. At least for me, that's, that's, my, that. that's yep. my motivation. That's my why. Um, so I don't want to, especially in busy seasons, like, like this is to, uh, just kind of be, be a shadow. So being, being, you know, first of all, making the time for myself in the morning to be healthy, to be focused, um, <laughs> for my mental health too, it's, that's important, but then to also be with the family. Love yeah, that. I love it. Well, I watched a video, uh, a couple of different videos, but I was watching a podcast video and it was Ed Milet talking about a similar cont, um, like, con- or a similar idea of like being present with your family and this is what you do it for. And I think it was Jesse Itzler said this too, both really well-known kind of social guys and, and speakers. But to think about it in terms of like, I think of Evelyn, 
if Evelyn at 18 goes away and is on her own doing her thing, I have like 18, you know, maybe 17 more Christmases with Evelyn from that perspective. And then thinking about time, thinking about why you do what you do, focused on being present for the ones you love, doing what you're doing, like work-wise and everything like that. So I love that comment of like, hey, this is what we do it for. We do it for our family and the work. Love that. that. Chad, final question. Knowing what you know now, what would you go back and tell your younger self? Maybe that kid in high school, what would you go back and tell younger Chad? I would have got my real estate license a lot sooner. <laughs> <laughs> We've heard that one before too. Yeah. Would have got a real estate, yeah. would have bought investment properties a lot sooner. <laughs> yeah. All, All right. Now nah, I love that. Thanks so much for coming on the show, Chad. Before we uh, let you go, uh, tell everyone how they can connect with you, what your Instagram handle is, all that good stuff. Yeah, the best way to get me is on Instagram at Chad A. Bond, B-A-U-G-H-A-N. Awesome. We're going to include a link to Chad's Instagram as well. In the show notes of the episode, you can get that over at staypaidpodcast.com. If you enjoyed this episode and want to show your support, the best way is to share a friend, share this on social media, share this with someone that might need to hear it uh, today if they're struggling with coming up with Instagram or or social media content. And the other way we'd love uh, for you to support the show is if you head on over to Apple Podcast, drop us a five-star uh, review along with a comment. If you want to get a hold of me or Luke, you can email us at podcast at remindermedia.com or you can find us on Instagram and on TikTok. We are at Stay Paid Podcast. For this episode of Stay Paid, I'm Joshua Stike. Guys, I'm Luke Acree. Chad, super grateful for you to come on, man, and share all the info that you've learned with Reels. Here's my challenge to everybody today, right? And I'm not going to make it specifically about Reels, though I think you should be doing them because I think it's an opportunity and that's where social's going. I'm going to make it about, hey, you got to be producing content. Like that is a non-negotiable. You must be putting out content out there and you must choose your platform that you commit to. And the action item I would give you is practice what Chad does, which is he consumes content. And he said, look, it's when you sign up to get your license, you're flooded with thousands of different emails, people emailing you different content. You can go to things like inman.com if you're in real estate, but every industry, there's so much content out there for you to consume. Take that content, synthesize it, and put it into helpful pieces of information that you can put out on your Facebook page, your LinkedIn, your Twitters, your Pinterests, your Instagrams, your TikToks, whatever your platform is that you've chosen. But that's your action item. If you're sitting there making an excuse for yourself because you're like, I don't know what to post, literally go and take this educational content that's being delivered to you that you find insightful, break it down to be consumable and helpful, and then put it out on the platform of choice. Remember the difference between top producers and mediocre producers in every single business is top producers take action. Take action on that today. 